0: About to just drop the dime real quick. Divine 9, hooking up, baby. Y'all yes,
1: still talking loud in the back. Y'all seen him, y'all see him, man. Anyway. I appreciate that. That was pretty dope. So, welcome to the Whatever Podcast. We have Emerald Green Golf, how, Golf Club Resort in Tampa Bay. The Super Bowl weekend. I have a special guest with us, Joe Torrey, the legend himself. So, kicking right off with a. Hey, make sure y'all follow him on IG, Joe Torrey on IG, Joe Torrey1 on Twitter. So, we get right into it. Hey. Right, I'm just making faces right here. <laughs> My LeBron face. <laughs> That's his favorite one.
0: My favorite face?
1: <laughs> no, LeBron, That boy always looking lost. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my wife said. That's your favorite face. You know, you want face. I'm like, it's just so bad. You got them no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got him little face, but <laughs> yeah, <that> man, <laughs> it is what it is. Like. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Tampa Bay, baby. We here, man. Uh, just finishing up the, um, the uh, we're, we're part of what you are part of, Tampa 55. Yes, sir. Life after sports. Got a lot of stuff going on uh, today. They got the jazz concert going on. they got a comedy show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hip hop alumni party going on tomorrow too. Um, but you know, with you, this is this is a uh, you know Divine Nine and his finest yes. coming together. Yes, sir. And uh, that's what they
1: say. How can I help you? Yeah. Yes, sir. So I wanted to let you know. Inter- we all, just in case, I know everything. Your, your whole. I'm a big fan. Grew up watching you from. Poetic oh, Justice, House Party 3, we got... House Party 1. House Party 1, I mean. And 2. And two. What was it 2? 1 and 3. That's right. 1, one. and 3. Damn. tales from the hood, but just for the fans who don't know, I'll take it all the way back to St. Louis, Missouri. Can you tell them how, where you're from? Build show, your, me yes, show Me Straight. Yes, Show Me Straight. Can you tell them how it help build your character and the goals you end up and you're
0: still complete. Well, uh, St. Louis put the I, I would say St. Louis put the seasoning on me because mm-hmm. I was a military brat, so I was born in Virginia, uh, lived in DC, Mississippi, New York, South Carolina, you know, um, mm-hmm. and St. Louis was a, was like the I finished grade school, high school, college. But it put the seasoning on me as far as being um and learning how the South thinks, mm-hmm. yes, East sir. Coast, um, you know, the west coast, different parts. Places, but like the Midwest, and that brought it all like full circle to me as a, as a as a kid. Cause it's like, okay, you know, you're not baffled when I travel now, but how the different cultures communicate and what they believe in. And uh, so it's like, you know, it's just me uh, remembering and, uh, you know, the blessings that I was, I'm saying, having before I knew I had. Them.
1: Uh, that takes a lot. A lot of people don't have the character when they get to the point they want to in life and it uh-huh. hurts them, so that's a big lesson needed. But, so, touch on everywhere you've been. Now you're in LA. Uh-huh. So, how's that lifestyle all? Is, is it what been, they say? Been
0: in LA 30 years, yeah. It uh,
1: speaks for itself, Yeah, huh? it
0: speaks for itself. I mean, you know, it's Hollywood, mm-hmm. entertainment. The Reason why I went there, yes. um, so I can master my craft, monetize my craft, um, and become a game changer. to you know, people coming after me in this craft to try to leave a door open, information, um, or just some type of be, be some type of light. You know, to uh, you know, to characters in the past that gave me light yes, to know sir. that in this business or uh, in this field that you can be successful. Um, you can come from nothing. From yes. the mud, make you some, you know, yeah. you know make you some, some, some castles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But castles not just to be, you know, um, a donor, but castles in people's minds, castles in people's hearts, um, castles, your own castle, which is basically, you know, giving the freedom to be able to be your king. Mm. And, you know, and that's, and that's okay. in, a, in a metaphor speaking, because everybody, you know, everybody don't have castles. Yes. But you do and you do because you paint your own picture so if I can be able to show uh, somebody my uh, blessing and my past accomplished stuff and come and just being as a normal person do it and give back and show the role then then
1: there's a blueprint yes sir you definitely leaving one for me and giving me the opportunity so this is one of my, the biggest moments of the Whatever podcast so far. So to connect the dot from Missouri to California, what was your moment like this when you knew the dominoes was about to start falling?
0: Um, I mean you know the dominoes continue to fall. It's not like one big moment. You have to keep making moments. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, my girl Regina King, yes, who's right now up for an Oscar in directing. She just won an Oscar for acting. She's got an Emmy and all these other things for you know for her stuff. Going Globes and it's like she keeps making herself better or using the blessings that the brand has given her, and her brand is, you know, um, entertainment. Yes. So she uses it, uh, uses it, uses it for uh, directing, uh, empowering other people on screen, telling messages through stories. Uh, It's more than just about her anymore, it's more about empowering other people. And then when when you have an opportunity, man, you can see somebody grow from, being a 2 year old you, know, you know, black sitcom back in the day, yes. that got canceled to two accomplish two seven every two-two-seven, mm-hmm. to you know, to so many other things after that. To Portia, so I mean, I can't keep naming anything, She's a good friend of mine, but mm-hmm. to see her oh. own that, and not just you know, with her talent as far as oh, just acting.
1: Yes,
0: no, she's empowering people by putting different people on screen, black people, and bringing these black stories out. Yes, And we know about our heroes that are not. Derogatory and not um, self-deprecating. Oh, so Jim Brown and Malcolm X and Sam Cooke and Muhammad Ali—you never knew that they hung out like teenage boys or young men. And, and and you know yeah, and one night in Miami she did. But also to um, to bring some of the most iconic, powerful people of our time in um, anybody's not just a black race, they were iconic in everybody's race because yes. they affected everybody, otherwise you wouldn't be paying attention to them. Exactly, uh, but, it's like uh, Mount Rushmore. Right, exactly. And, and, and to see them in their 20s, that was, uh, exactly. going through what they, we are still going through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, at their height is uh,
1: was amazing. So, you do it yourself, uh, putting others on, like you were always on a tour, right. and you got, uh, Putting other comedians on is was Regina you know, an uh, inspiration to that, or you already had that in the plan. I mean, yeah, I'm, my, my plan is to
0: my um, deal with I made with my Almighty, my God, which is hey, uh, if you answer all my prayers, then I will try to answer all your demands, mm-hmm. which is just being a service, leaving the build and that's my you know that's my my payback. You know, almost like Robin Hood, not steal from the rich and give to the poor, but you know, mm. but to make it rich and give it to the poor. It's mm, yeah, so the same type of thing. I'm not gonna steal it. I'm just gonna make it and just leave the blueprint for you to make it too. Mm. That's paying forward.
1: that's and keep giving back. Why not? Yes, sir.
0: But, you know, everybody think it's, you know. Everybody can't be rich. Yes, we can.
1: Mm. we all help each other.
0: I mean, man, I mean, what's wrong with everybody being rich? With? Nobody being suckers. <laughs> well why do you want to sucker somebody? Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know, that's, that's what this capitalism means kind of. Well that's what
1: the white yeah. right man's mm-hmm. capitalism mm-hmm. Uh, uh, plan is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that nature. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one. Right. Yeah. A lot of people don't know you have a bachelor's in journalism and a doctorate. You were just uh, awarded a doctorate. I'm a, I am not. can't remember what school gave it honorary doctorate. Okay. But tell them how journalism helped pave the way you can uh, go for both My My doctorate
0: was uh, in a lot of those humane services, which is giving back to the community. Um, so uh, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Can't get you a prescription or... <laughs> Give you a physical, but uh, you know, but yeah, that, that was um, that, that was given because of my just my my uh, activity, my community building, um, my deal I made with the Almighty, which is to get back, and um, you know, it, it helps me, it helps you know so many people uh, now because it's just you know, it, it shows them that wherever you can be, um, still have to get back, you have to become. I'm a door of blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it keeps me centered. Because yes. of the fact that oh, I know I'm not
1: God. Yes. And, mm-hmm. But, I,
0: but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here to be a tool for other people to be blessed like I was.
1: So, so. That's, a, that's a big blessing. The world needs you. I need you. We're going to thank you again. But uh, so in college, you decided to pledge Q. Right. What so made You see him. <laughs> It's the wrong goal. Brown gold. To
0: go. wrong brown to go, the wrong gold, it's brown to go. No, uh, <laughs> gold. Uh, is that gold or is uh, it? It's, it's Gilded gold. Gilded gold or is that, is that UPS brown? <laughs> Chocolate brown and uh, Gilded gold. See, we we are, you know what i like, our colors come out the Bible. Uh-uh, I didn't know that. I thought it was the Lakers. Go <laughs> Our colors come out the Bible. Yes. Lakers ain't in the Bible. <laughs> So that royalty of that, you know, that purple and that gold, mm. you know what I'm saying? That fineness and that strength and that, mm. you know what I'm saying? So that that's where our colors come from, and I think you, you guys, every, I think every every um, fraternity, sorority, black, anyway, yes. um, black Greek, their history comes out of the Bible because mm. it's tied back into community, and tied back into royalty, try, t- it's tied back into um, things that people. Pull strength mm-hmm. on. And I think everybody's colors, you know, we, everybody likes all the colors. Yeah. But when you become in a situation where you can help people fine tune the colors in the heart, it's even better. Because, you know, we are all the same color, but we all like different things to eat and digest. But if we can make all that look like one color, because I think um, if you couldn't see a color, you'd be blessed to be able to just see. Okay. So it goes, you know, deeper than, you know, okay, fine-tuning and being, um, defining what you want in life, and I think when you have these sororities, fraternities, white, black, whatever, Hispanic, wherever they think of, it just helps you fine-tune the color you want in life to reflect, and all of it should be color of light and love
1: I like and you know um, I gave my wife an analogy the other day was Like don't be the moon, be the sun The moon all scarred up Because you're jealous you can't let the sun shine. So be the sun, the sun don't do none the shine you know, Where would you
0: hear that from?
1: Just, I just be thinking
0: well, Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but you always got to think positive Yes sir And and both of those uh, serve their purpose yeah. Because with no moon you can't see at night Exactly So the sun does his job in a day The moon does his job at night you know what I'm saying, would it be half full, crescent? It's still blessing from God for you maybe to, to see, unless you've been, you been in Hawaii, where it's just daytime all the time.
1: See both of them. No.
0: Okay. Well, you know, you, don't, you mm-hmm. have no appreciation. Of
1: them. Mm-hmm. Like, like the uh, athletes make the heart go, grow grow fonder. Yeah,
0: but, but it, that also, but the appreciation of night and day, light and darkness, um, and to go through that constantly, it's, it's almost like living in you know Tampa or living in uh, you don't go through the four seasons, you know, what I mean? and you never ever went through the four seasons. But then whoa, people are going through, have to adjust to snow, rain, hail, tornadoes, whatever it is. But the weather will adjust you, and you know that. Okay, brother. I live in a certain part of the country, it's never gonna be, maybe get out of 12 months, you add up the days, it's not even a whole month of bad days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consistently, right. but you know, in a certain reason, you are gonna go through,
1: yeah, don't you know
0: what I'm saying? Hell. You may go through from November to February of just you know of just hard times, if, it's, if the weather's not right, because it's just the region you live in, and in a ministry
1: Yes. Yeah, it's all, you
0: can control that. Well, you control it, but you gotta prepare yourself for um, a season that's coming. Now, when you live in a state where you don't expect a season to come and it hits you, then... That's
1: your whole life, up, everything shut because down. You're,
0: because you're not in routine. You have no memory on how to adjust. Especially if you, you don't have a system of, of, of recall or response.
1: That's facts. Even though shut down, Go uh, we'll prepared. Yes. So you just made me think of one of my favorite books. Uh, it's "Digging Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. And the best lesson I got out of that book there was a guy who was digging digging for gold in the gold rush in San Francisco. He literally gave up interest from gold, he sold his equipment, and everything. And the people who bought his equipment just picked up the job from where he left. Right came, billionaires, millionaires. Is there any, do you have a book or a metaphor or a lesson like that to share for us?
0: Um, I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I, have to, I, I need to really get familiar with that story to see what the lesson is in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what you're telling, and it's like, you know, sometimes it may be like don't give up because you might be right there. Yes. And somebody else, you know, may reap the benefits of your blessing. Yeah. You gotta know what seasons you're in. You got know, planting season, harvest season. You know what I'm saying? a resting season, the yes. working season. And then, and, and then, there's a fruitful where you just, you know, you all the fruits you, you just enjoy. So there's different seasons that you need to recognize where you're in. You don't quit because right before you quit, your reward could be the next season. Yes. And now you just set it up for everybody else to eat. Yeah, it's like an allergy. So it's, you know, so it's, 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 um, you know it, there's a word in there for that. Um, but, I mean, you, you never know. Everybody's words in their heart and what if you need it. And that's why if you don't let it come in every day, then you don't know how to strengthen the discernment, the machine that digests its knowledge in your system. Because everybody's system is not the same. Yes. But you still gotta play in you know, to get it. <laughs> Ooh,
1: that's the truth, like you gotta, you gotta play. play. You gotta
0: play. And hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. You gotta wake up and plug yourself in sometimes. That's
1: true. Who gonna be your own cheerleader? So like,
0: you gotta, hey. yeah. I tell my kids, at the end of the day, who gives you a grade? When you're you good and grown, who gives you a grade at the end of the week? Mm, so. Who's your teacher? So. Who's, when you get out of class, who's checking up and seeing if you need. You uh, know, my son did Sydney. I did good on the finals and all that. Yeah, because you have accountability. And you know that if you don't do this, you ain't gonna go here.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: when you're grown and you can control that, yes. then who's giving you greater than it week? be? B, A, D, C, V, H3. Where'd you get this week? Add your grades up at the end of the week, at the month and see where you lie in life.
1: Yes. Is yep. the A
0: this week for you? Was the B this week? And be truthful. Because yes. if you're flunking or you're average, you should never that at a grown man's state, you should never be above Average.
1: Mm. That's not good enough.
0: I mean that yeah. you had that chance yeah. to mm-hmm. get away with that when you were, you know, when you didn't have bills and you didn't have right. situations. Yeah. But now that you are grown, stunt to Oh yeah, you should never below, below, you know, become below B average
1: mm, as, as an adult. That's a big thing because most people would say, make your five-year plan, but everyone oh. so set on goals. I mean, like deadlines, but never grade themselves.
0: Well, weekly or daily. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know when I haven't you know, had a good day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't finish half the things on my list. Why? Okay. So maybe I didn't know that this was gonna take a five hours of my day. Maybe one of those things. So I need to say that. Boom. So I don't feel defeated, but I still got them on a list to do tomorrow or the next day. Mm. So I put things in in order that I can accomplish to keep me more. It's like planning, you know, like having a team. you play easy teams early just to get you, you know. Yeah. So I just you know, yeah. So build your confidence up. I think you know you can accomplish and stick to them like a workout. The breakfast, um, I'm gonna do like certain things that I know, okay, maybe just wash the clothes or do some domestic shit. Yes. Get that shit done, pay the bills.
1: bills.
0: And then now, yeah, let's do what well, those things are important because they all lead to the empowerment of how you accept the day. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to the day where well, I accomplished four or five things already before I had this meeting. Mm-hmm. And you know, one want them is just preparing for the meeting. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Still, you know
0: what I'm saying? So those are things I need to for me. Give me an hour to like think about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. You put that time in. And it's just as important as me dealing with the kids, reading, learning. Because if it's something else I want in life, then I need to put that in more than an hour. Because anything you just put an hour in a day is just a hobby. Exactly. I, and if like your life is a hobby, well, you know, I hope you got it like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true, though. I just learned that myself about, uh, basically, I'm trying to master things instead of Everyone's so quick to get to the next level, like master. Don't be, right. don't play Super Mario to get the coins. Basically, get every coin, master the level, beat, beat the game like that. Right. Instead of trying to get to the next level. Yeah. It goes back to everything.
0: Like without foundation, what is the, what is your business standing on, or what are you standing on? It's gonna
1: crumble with no good
0: foundation. What a I mean is it? because you you have a tendency to put more. Upstairs and downstairs on the foundation. Which is, mm. How do you, you know, you don't, and it says, why build a house on, 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 like sh- on, sh- on shitty ground? I like that. You know what I'm saying? Why well, like put a water bed upstairs, you know what I'm saying, when you know the floor can't hold it? So that's in your mind. Why you, you know what I'm saying? So people get stuff and you're like, yo, you're putting a ton of shit on the top
1: floor. And <laughs> they nothing the, well, yeah, uh-huh. you're not even
0: strong enough to hold that. So you want all these things. like right. Leg
1: days. Don't skip
0: leg days. Slip leg days. Mm-hmm. or there uh, ain't not need no leg days. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, the um, core. Mm. Don't core down. It's core if your foundation is strong. And it helps all the muscles with leg days. But you can't even set it on with the foundation. That's a good one. You're drumming down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Your cool can't hound, it or you know, okay. I, you know it's, it's, it's there, man, I mean, it's, you know, And that's a minor, yeah. which plays with fear of losing, and, and why people don't challenge their day, but I, fear is false evidence appearing real, that's what it spells out, F E A, false evidence appearing real. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta know that, you know, things are I mm-hmm. you know, don't let the, the universe or the devil attack you or know, negative energy attacking. Because it always attacks you when you're hungry. Mm-hmm.
2: You know
0: what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? Or or and I mean hungry for any type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why you gotta know how to hold the situation. So if you spell out a halt, then you're, you're either hungry, you're long, Know what I'm saying, and most times that's when you are being attacked. You're lonely, and, and or you're tired. Yeah. So you, know, you spell to All these things happen when you're, you know, you, you're supposed to be at your strength, and if you don't build them up, you know when you're thinking against yourself, you, don't, you need to hold. Breaks. Yeah, you're tired. Yeah, alone. Alone. I'm saying that. attitude. Oh, you. you know, well, yeah, it leads to fear and doubt, and i don't mean, swallow all those pills. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you know, anything that starts with, with, with the devil,
1: doubt. you have dropping so many jewels. Um, I'm gonna watch this. You know what I'm saying? Those
0: spell out stuff sometimes, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's an overthrowing view, thoughts, yeah, you, thoughts, know. and belief. I mean, you put them into the devil you want to, but I, I, I started. You know, spirit is strong, okay, why am I doubting this? I believe in my thoughts and what it, throwing me, it's got to be the devil. And I don't have to spell out that way, but those yeah. words spell out the devil. What so, me, so you do not know, understand what's supposed to happen, get me to disbelieve in my thoughts, and it's no certain matter none of those words pertain to me, I shouldn't be confused if I'm already prepared. <laughs> I, I, you keep hitting on pre- so, uh, prepare, you know. is, uh you know the preparation. prior preparation
1: prevents yeah, poor I mean, performance? but I put prayer in front of
0: you. It. <laughs> uh, the p- p- proper <laughs> performance prevents Pittsburgh performance. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you gotta go in there in a mindset of, okay, I can't lose, because I'm only really dealing with a reflection of your yeah, mind. Yes. Through the tool that is being used on me and her. Although I'm 858, five eighty pounds, I haven't saved five pounds or seven foot three, three fifty. That's just the model of sat uh, uh, down, uh, uh, great girl, mm-hmm. the tool that I'm being reflected on. But the spirit in me is not the shell. Uh,
1: yes, I understand. Yes sir. It's like uh It's just the We
0: basically it's, just a- a- it's the judgment tool for you <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I'm saying? So, I'm if
0: saying. I don't reflect and radiate that, like when you see my bar, mm-hmm. uh, I look like what I look like, but they, they, didn't they probably didn't see They just saw see, like you know, a, I'm, I'm already in an environment that's acceptable for them. So, why am I in a black country club or a country club where they feel powerful? Mm-hmm. Just, but yet, still needing to be enlightened.
1: Mm, I know exactly what you mean. I tell people uh, when I say something smarter than they think I'm gonna say, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm not dumb. I just look like this." Or Uh the outside is just like our antenna to make our signal go. Well, it's not because you never know how
0: somebody sees you. I'm not the reflection thing. Exactly. (laughs) so that you're not that you're giving yourself a dumb, or giving them the ability to think you're dumb, or giving them that much power to see you as dumb. They say, hey, man, I'm just, I'm, I ain't the reflection you're thinking. I do I'm older than them Right. <laughs> yeah. <we're> just, <laughs> looking don't like. What? Yeah. <laughs> they look like, I get I get ideas every day. Yeah, still. they look like, I can get you 65. there you oh.
1: go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take care of yourself too.
0: Um,
1: That's, a That's a light. That's a light. I, I mean, we baskin, reflectin. Man, you me some jewels. I'm gonna appreciate it again. So let's get into
0: get into. I thought we was
1: done. Some fun, hey. one, <laughs> one topic, and then I'm gonna get to yeah, the top off. Yeah,
0: we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. We gotta, <laughs> man, What are you talking about? Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> your top five. Get into
1: it. It's for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> give me your top five. Like earlier, you mentioned the story with Martin Lawrence, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's my he friend. He was forced, uh, handing out seventy-five-dollar shots. So, like, well, no. tell me your top oh, five. Hundred dollars. <laughs> he
0: said that was a hundred-dollar shots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, give me your top five people you worked with, inspirations, or friends. Just, I seen a picture of you today with uh, a Wayne. <laughs> Uh, Huge, like everybody was in that picture on your uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so, so give me. I see my top five people you're working with yeah. Richard Pryor, Michael Jackson, um, Oprah, Janet. I mean, I didn't really even work with Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Janet, Regina, um, Tupac. I mean, you know. Easy. I mean, those are, yeah, I, mean, I, I can do more and more, but um, those yeah. stories and Janet. I you mean, know, Michael, I mean, Janet Porter, Justice. Yes. Um, Michael Jackson, around the run time, you know. Uh, oh, Richie man. Pryor, uh, one of the first shows I ever met him on. I, I hosted, no, he hosted a comedy show in Atlanta. Um, and I got to meet him and become good friends with him. Um, probably didn't see his work on camera, but it was it was an introduction of my life yes. um, that my God i to meet the king. Yes, uh, mm-hmm.
1: was,
0: you Park know, was, in and Regina, and it's like, hmm, yeah. they all, Three, three, right there,
1: Michael. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. I
0: mean, I mean, you know, it's like they mean, know what I'm saying they, they <laughs> go. It's the the gods Tupac, King, yeah. Jackson, Pryor. So I, I keep going on, I'm so I keep going to people, but you asked me for four or five. How many you asked me for? <laughs> you gave us like eight. Right I mean, that's the whole show. I mean, bring back. I mean, come on. I mean, Oh, I, I mean, some of these, Brian some him. of these are, are. Well, I mean, as far as um, I idolize Quincy Jones.
1: I was saying, thinking though, you know right. how most people, my last thing, most people say, who did you just borrow from? I swear I was thinking Bernie be st- borrowing, was Bernie, uh borrowed from you.
0: No, um, we all had the same type of attitude because that Midwest crack and bump. You knew about Bernie. Now, Bernie, Bernie had been well established before I even got. Bernie. Yeah. So, uh, you knew about Bernie. Yeah. He um, too. Robin Harris. The
1: uh, yeah.
0: Those. Uh, you know, some of them. Um, Never got a chance to really see the, the real their. generation of um, their their work, but um, we're here to talk about it, and I, I'm a product of all
1: that. Yes, I definitely hold you up here to with them like uh, 80 baby. So thanks again for joining the Whatever podcast. Yep, Joe Tory, hey, the legend. So, tell them where they can find you again. Everywhere, man.
0: Find me just Google me, mother.
2: <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Okay, everything ready. Hey, that's yes, sir. Let me check them on it's your arm, you All right, thanks for your time. My, my name, Tony Draper. Okay. It's the Whatever Podcast. I started off doing uh, sports news. I'm sports journalist, DS News. So I had to transition to talk about everything and that's why I'm happy to talk to you. I know you do talent.
2: It's funny because I just started a sports show last year, uh, boxing. Ooh. Like comedy sport, like we doing a comedy take on the sports show.
1: You know? That's that's dope because I felt like that's something missing. Uh, yeah. Hip hop and sports and uh, basically mostly talking heads right now is like Colin Cowherd. They Fact. they painting wrong narratives on our people. How I feel so. Fact. And I feel like something's missing with sports. But that's right. like we, we,
2: I mean, that's everything across the board. We are so, the. I was just telling him this morning because I showed him, um, I to show, I showed him the Improv, right? I brought up the Improv here in Tampa. Uh, and the comedy owners, the comedy club, they'll lead you to believe that we not the financial driving force, right? Mm-hmm. But they're taking their bones and breaking their back on us. Yes. So when I pulled up the calendar, mm-hmm. it's the next, Twenty artists. Yes. Sixteen are black.
1: And they not even.
2: But but to let them tell you the narrative, yes. they the the, the the patrons and we whatever, they doing us a favor, this This shit keeping your business open. Right. We are the we are the, the driving force and all entertainment and sports. Everybody know
1: that. Yeah, just like uh they were saying about living single, uh carry the station and then they took it and made it friends. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, we we're so I see. We I, I learned. I'm a born in '87. So Sunset Park. That I watch it. on am a I hoop. So it's one of the nice. movies you watch over and over again. That's Can funny. you tell us how you got that role
2: and what it was like? Oh, absolutely. That first of all is my first movie role. Um, it's very interesting. Every time I tell the story, I got to shout out Bob Sumner. Bob Sumner. As uh, one of the executive producers of Deaf Comedy Jam and uh, uh, True TV, uh, you know, Damn. Laugh Mom, and you know, a lot of, too many productions in name, but mm-hmm. Bob was, you know, one of the guys that kind of was pushing us comics, you know, on the garage, of course, in the 90s. So, yeah. I was only maybe about two years, going on three years into comedy when I get a call from Bob, and he's like, Yo, T. Uh, go do this audition right now. Mind you, I've never acted in anything really seriously, wow. whatever. And I was like, What do you mean? He was like, Yo, I just my people's just casting this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they told me to break down. This is you go down there mm-hmm. and go for this moment. So, I'm like, said, Don't worry about it. Just go down there. You, just be you funny, yeah. play ball, ladies love you, all this shit. That's the character, but uh-huh. so I go down there. I don't know what I'm doing, but I do it. I get a call back. I go to the callback. Each time I go to a callback, I think I went to three callbacks. Mm. Each callback was with somebody else. Like, first time was just, you know, regular casting people. Yeah. Call called me back, now I'm in mean there with the director. Call mm-hmm. called me back, now I'm in mean there with Reapurlman. Ah. You know, now, you know, the third one, now they want to take us to a gym and ball. Ah. And so, you know, all these callbacks, I end up landing the role. Yeah. And, again, my first thing, no acting experience, but he was right about one thing. Yes. I could resonate and... and you know, lock in with the character because he was very similar to me. played ball my whole life. Yeah. You know, we played ball, we looked at the chicks and the blitzes <laughs> and all that. Trying to impress for them and all that stuff. And then more importantly, just the, the humorous part, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so like that, that was... You know, mm. I got a chance to work with I'm already a fan of Fredro. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, yeah. Terrence Howard's in it. He didn't make his bones yet. Yeah. So we're around a bunch of people Earth. who haven't made their bones yet. Space Fredro Man. Fredro's the only one mm. really who had bones. Because ah, so. he had the movie Strat. Mm. He's part of fucking Onyx, which yep. is an iconic rap group. Like so Everybody's on there like, "Oh, we working with Fredro." It was more like that, mm, um, yes. and you know, of course, real permanent because Cheers, everybody loved Cheers. Oh uh, yeah, classic. So yeah, so that's how I got that that role, and I made some uh, really forged some really good relationships during that time. I think that was '94. Came out '95. Yes, sir. Man,
1: that's awesome. I want to know a little bit. Like, I, I'm tall myself, but you got me by like you. Yeah, so you six, did six, who? Yeah.
2: You, who? I, I, we, of course, the fucking COVID, man. You know what's crazy? I was because I play in the league. I got a league in New York City yeah. that I'm playing with comedians and friends, Ooh. and my company sponsors the team. Uh, and we play every week. Right? It's an all year round league, so each season is a season. Uh, so that's nice. We I got my knee injured maybe about seven, eight months before COVID. So I'm nursing a knee. Think I'm about to make my comeback into the rotation, oh. and then boom, COVID. So now we're going on two years so removed we'll yeah, from the game. But other than that, yeah, it used to fall every week.
1: Man, I know the feeling. I sprained so cool. my knee a couple years ago, um, and, and so us. it's like it's literally on the same timeline. I heard my, but death comedy jam. Yeah, I know. I know you from there. The 80s baby, that we used to stay up all night sneaking and watching on HBO, and how so that the
2: same name to help you get uh, Sunset also introduced Yeah, well you. he was an intricate part of Def Jam getting started after a thing at all. Yes. Bob was, the background of Def Jam was, we had a small black comedy scene you know, uh, in the tri-state, my tri-state of New York is New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Okay, yes sir. So, it probably was about equal New York and New Jersey if they had about four or five spots you can get on stage and do some stand-up comedy. And Bob worked with Rush Productions, so he worked with Russell. So Bob was, I guess, pitching it to Russell and Stan Lathan like, yo, this, we gotta check this out. There's, nobody's doing this on TV yet. Comedy's on TV, but not like this. Not like that. Still not. And he took them to the Uptown Comedy Club and a couple of other spots, you know, we had the Peppermint Lounge and Terminal D and Club 88 in Jersey. And when Russell seen it, mm-hmm. he was able to that, that ingenuity went between those brains the Tina Graham's, the Bob Summers, the Stan Latens, the Russell Simmons. The next thing you know, they said we're gonna do this show. It was called mm-hmm. Russell Simmons Presents Deaf Comedy Channel. Uh, so Bob already having his ear to the streets, already mm-hmm. he was already a super producer behind the scenes yeah. of the streets. Ah. So he knew all the comedy, not just New York Tri-State, he knew cats that was funny in Detroit. He yeah. knew Cast that was funny in LA. He knew Castle was funny in Chicago. So he, by being in comedy and having the tenure he has, he had already, he already had it. All he he knew all I gotta do is go city to city and see who's the funniest right now and bring them up front for that first season and that's why we got our Bernie Max, that's Ooh. why we got our Bill Bellamy's, that's why we got our Del Gibbons, uh, Ted Cochran, so all of those cats, the, the Steve Harvey's and all of that, you've seen that first season, mm-hmm. that's from Bob being here to the streets connected and knew who to put on it.
1: Project management is like, that's, I love the management part of this, but so I kind of am looked at as woke people, but not the Hotep woke. I don't care what they call them. I, I, they call me Black Thought. Mm-hmm. So I see you've been doing Motivation Mondays, and you're not scared to do the race debate. So okay. uh, where do you get the your background, just how you got the boss to get on stage in the first place, the boss to still talk about what you want? Right.
2: Like, just about that. Just your... Well, just how to get into it? Well, mm-hmm. as a kid, I, I love comedy, man. You know how you talk about you 80s baby and seeing the stuff like when we were little we didn't have Dev jam shows but um, our parents and grandparents had tapes and records ah them, yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. and the same way you know you get to sneak and do it when they out in the yeah. house we sneak in that closet yeah. dig behind a bunch of stuff and find it put it on and crap the hell up and you know, that's how our first time introdu- introduction to the Red Foxes, mm-hmm. uh, the Tommy Browns, the you know the the, the Richard Pryors, the Moms Mabley, you know, yes. all of those, even like the Millie Jacksons. Um, Dang, you dropped that out. was our like introduction yeah. into these people. Mm-hmm. So I knew mm-hmm. I liked it. Then fast forward a few years, then I would see sporadically some of us the television, like Johnny Carson, the late shows. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I want to do that. The only thing I didn't understand was that it was a job. I thought it was people hobby. Right. So I am I was into my music. You know, mm-hmm. I was a rapper so I'm like, I'm going to hey. my rap career, when I finish with my rap and music career, you know, I'm a, when I retire, I'm going to do that as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, when Def Jam came through, it changed everything. It became the number one comedy plank in the, in the world, not the country, but the world. Wow. So it the changed the great. mind thought of everybody who liked comedy. Now all of a sudden, people didn't want to go to the regular comedy club because the comedy club didn't have what they were looking for. Mm. They were looking for that Def Jam shit. Yes. And the comedy club still had the bland, boy, I just flew in, my arms are tired shit, right? <laughs> so everybody was like, nah, we're at it. So now what happened was, there was a, a business decline yes. and a business boom. On mm. the white side, there was a decline because almost half of the comedy clubs had to close their doors because mm. people wasn't checking for that. Okay, wasn't letting us in the club. Mm. Where is it? So now black promoters and entrepreneurs was putting it in the club club. Oh, so that's, that's you. how you got comedy nights. Oh, Tuesday and such and such. Ah. Wednesday and such and such. Whatever. So a lot of that started to happen throughout the country. World. Changed everything.
1: Damn. And that's how I'm eating right now. I'm snuck into the Tampa Improv like a week ago to speak to Tony Roberts get a little picture. That's my best friend. For real, like uh, Lance uh, Woods, yeah. I interviewed him once. They cool brothers, yeah. man. It's like I appreciate it. Y'all are the most welcoming entertainers, like basketball. So it's like... It's another,
2: it's another level, man. I mean, in, in a way, if see, if you don't know black people, if you're any other color or race, and you don't know black people, like genuinely know them, how they operate, I see why people fear us, yeah. uh, I see why people are scared to you know, say like the NFL is going to be all black, the NBA is going to be all black, hockey, they're going to infiltrate hockey, oh my god they were starting to play tennis, uh, I see why because other people move a certain way and they move like with this takeover, over dominant, yeah. I rather suppress you type of thing, black you. people don't move like that, we're loving people and we're sharing people. Right, You That's know what right. I mean? But if you don't know us, I can see like you're looking at it in numbers and be like, oh man, he's about to take this over. We don't move like that. Even mm-hmm. though we take it over, we don't, by nature, we don't move like that. We still bring other people in. It shows a
1: lot to me why we end up being oppressed in the first place, because we wasn't trying to have war. We was like, we prayed to our God, yeah. they came in with guns, and then today when uh, the riots. They like, why would we turn? Because we don't want none. We just want to live in peace.
2: We'd rather uh, live in peace than without nothing th- than and, to be killed. Like, yeah, right. We, we'd rather live with nothing in total peace than have everything and have to carry a gun on my shoulders every day. Yes. Like, that's not living free and in peace. No. You know what mean? But, but again, if you know how we move as a people as a whole, that fear would dissipate. It wouldn't even exist. And Actually, people be more welcoming to give you shit. Yeah. Because they'd be like, oh, he's just gonna come in here and love everybody up. Yes. Give him a house. He's gonna make this shit nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, so I understand it in the number spectrum. And uh, uh, we fear what we don't know. Yeah. By nature, as human beings, we do fear what we don't know. That's always been like that. Ooh. You know, so the unknown is scary to people. I get it. You know, if we knew for a fact that spirits and ghosts are good, we fear ghosts, nah. But we don't know, so we're scared. Like, what's that? Yes. Like, what's he gonna do? Mm. You know. Yeah. So we don't know. So fear is, you know, it's from the unknown. That's all. Man, that is some.
1: Man, I love that type of conversation. So oh, you got a busy schedule. So I got. I'm gonna end it with your top five inspirations, like the people uh, from the record days. That. Like, you won the bars, or the ones from your days, and then also mix it with the people you work
2: with. But right now? Yes. Um, I, I always say this. A lot of people get overlooked. My top five shocked people because I thought people like Carol Burnett now. Mm. And people like, like a, a kid right now in their 20s would be like, who the hell is yeah. Carol Burnett? If, you know, I was blessed to be a kid to live it and see it. Mm. This was a genius yes. redhead uh, white lady that... Mm-hmm. The people, her team, the writers, well, everybody. I love Lucy,
1: right? No, Lucy. Oh, Seal Ball. Oh, that's She was Lucy right Bell. here, too. Mm-hmm.
2: She was right here, too. But see, I, Lucy was, for lack of a better term, my life, looking at I Love Lucy growing up, she was funny. Yes, but. Uh, but she was one gear or one dimensional. Mm-hmm. You know, like the show, I Love Lucy. Yes. I didn't I didn't get to see a lot of branching out from that type of stuff. Mm. But Carol Burnett was like. A, and Living Color, right? She was that before that. She was like, you think of your best sketch comedy thing, she was that before that. Like, everything came behind her, trying to mimic that and make it better. The Flip Wilsons, the, the Living Colors, the uh, Saturday Night live, the Mad TVs, like all of these sketch shows that we've seen after that, but she, they, she had the perfected one, and her crew, from the writers to the comedians and actors who had to execute it was just amazing and crazy. So she's in the top five. Um, you see my shirt? My shirt go back. This is, uh, you know, this is just comedy and legends. So you got the Slappy Whites on there, you got the Red Foxes on there. The Flip Wilsons, the Big Gregories. Um, and my top five, of course, Richard Pryor's in there. Yes. Um, Of course, um, probably a Marshall Warfield's in there, so I would have two women, Mm -hmm. and then I would have like a a Richard Pryor, a Red Fox, and over time, I've kind of moved Bernie up in there, because it's tough. It's tough to do five, because a lot of people didn't finish Flourishing, if you will. Price. Bernie didn't finish. Robin Harris yeah. didn't finish. Mm-mm. You know, yeah. we lost a lot of greats along the way. That's um, But but those would kind of be the five of, of you know overall time. Now when we fast forward into right now, you know I got to throw the Tommy Davises in there. I got to throw um, the Tony Woods in there. I got to throw the uh, uh, J B Smooth in there. You know, uh, females I would have to. Throw us some more in there, you know, maybe in a, a you know, a martial warfield. You know, Damn. these are cats that, you know, perseverance is everything. So these are cats that are kind of transcend. They're like hybrids. They're coming out of that era we just talked about, yes. and they're still doing it now, you know, and taking it to another level. Um, but it's a lot of these people out here, man. Like in Florida, mm-hmm. there's a brother named Cal Grooms on the Miami side. Really, he's a genius. Really, he's a genius. Like he's just. You know, this is a hard thing to do, Put and the more you can do it, and the more you can do it at, in a visual sense of effortless. When I see somebody do this shit at an effortless level, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. I see people get up there all the time and try, and they look like they try. Yes. You know, and for, for me, that's a work in progress. Yes. But that person that's up there, effortless. That's why I mentioned like the Tony Woods. I interview I'll, I'll him, in the Kyle Rose, because Tony Woods is like you're talking about. He's probably the top number one. Effortless comedians you'll ever see. Yes. Effortless. Like and you sitting there, next thing you know, 15 minutes, you pee your pants, and you cried, you know, <laughs> women have messed up they make makeup and you know ran and all that. You look like uh, Rudolph Giuliani when the hair <laughs> was running. it hair was running, he had the bad, <laughs> he had the bad just for me. I could have took him and got this. Should I use the Should I use Perfect. It never bleeds. <laughs> uh, how you making more money and getting worse products? Right. I don't understand that. Like the NBA, look at the NBA players. Yeah, they making more money and getting less haircuts. They be What's TVs. going on? Come on, fam. The camera's zooming in on you and everything's HD. You know, you know it's 4K. <laughs> Four or five K. They like, Mm-mm-mm. and like, I'm like, ah. Man, you, you can see I mean? they uh, suits be cheap.
1: Uh, Trump and don't come out with the suit, uh, cheap suits. No, and you making more dime. money
2: and dumbing it down. I don't. That don't make any sense to me, like if you're gonna get something you know, get something that, that makes you look good, especially if you're going to be in. It's one thing to be behind the scenes and rich. That's right. different. You do what the hell you want. Yeah, you got flip flops on, ripped up jeans. That Larry David. Nobody, nobody know what you do. You know what you do, but you got to deal with the people. But when you take a position of dealing with the people, God. staying in the camera, staying in the forefront, God. you know, come on, man, represent like your family. Like, mm-hmm. like an NBA player, I always use that because these are young cats. They, yes. They're real young. They're just coming out of college. Some of them right from high school, whatever. Yes. Rep your family, man. Right. That TV on you, man, rep your family. Your mom somewhere, oh my god, my baby. And then the camera hits you, and everybody else is like, that's your baby?
1: Yep. They must not be from a small city. Where you y'all from? No haircutville?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no bill. I'm from Toledo, Ohio, Ohio. so it's about
1: 300,000. The city is really 100,000, so everybody knows each other. Drapers is a gang. We ain't have to join gangs. Draper is a gang. So you got to go out, represent the Drapers okay. with some pride. But when you touched on timeless and uh, effortless, that's something I, I love that because my wife, I tried to make music myself. It was like my story a little bit like yours. I found my boy, best friend, he a rapper, talented, but he hanging with another rapper that's, he don't got the mouthpiece like I do. So he waiting, I'm like, well, let's go. I'm Diddy, come on. Next thing you know, I'm rapping a little bit more than him. It then transitioned to this, and people was telling me like, I like the songs, but it looked like you trying, you can hear you trying. So I start finding stuff I can do that's effortless, and this I found my lane eventually.
2: And that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like it, it, it's so simple. It's like, and that's the reason that I knew I would do this. Um, again, I didn't know it was gonna be my living and my way of life. You know, you learn as you go. But the one thing I, that was clear right away was that it was a calling. I didn't know that. I'm thinking I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's something I wanted, mm-hmm. and then I find out something I gotta do. It, it was a calling, and I knew that was evident as soon as I touched the stage. And then when I'm watching everything around me because one of the hazards of the job of being a comedian is you're really gonna be super analyzing all the time, right? So I get into it. I'm looking around and I'm seeing other cats that's doing it in, in my lane and starting out and everything. And I'm trying to start like everybody say you're supposed to start. I get a little book. Yes. I start writing the jokes. I get the little recorder. I start recording. This. None of that shit worked out for me. Like, uh, I was a natural, so I couldn't be a, the writer, joke. You know, that was a guy that's more methodic and remedial. Yes. You know, he's, he's taking that approach. That's not my thing. My thing is, if I'm called to it, it's a natural call. You get up there, you grab the mic, and this thing clicks in, and you go. Between this and this, mm. you go. And you paint a picture. And if you're a natural, you go off of more realistic stuff and made up stuff. I think that's what the book was for. The book is for making up jokes and making up stories. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the natural and I'm talking about real stuff, I don't have to make up a story. Mm-hmm. I just exactly. tell what happened or what's happened. Tell your story. You're right. So when you tap into that side, now to people outside of you, it looks effortless. You know what I mean? And you right. want to come off effortless. That's why, if you think about it, like I always use an analogy of sports. The people we hold up high in sports as being the best or whatever yes. are the people to us that look like they made to do it. Effortless. Yes. Everybody's talking Tom Brady because Tom Brady looks effortless. He's just win, win, win. He got you know his, his record speaks for itself. Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He look out here having fun. He, you know he can run, he can spin a pop, he can do whatever. Even when you look at basketball, the ones that we put on the top if we were to pick the top ten players. These are the guys that get out there and look like it's effortless—the Kyrie Irvins, the Kd's, the Lebrons, you know, the Damian Lillard's, mm-hmm. the you know Carmellos. All those dudes' name and reputation precedes themselves because, because of the way it comes off through the you know resonating through that TV. You dropping bars because it's
1: like to me, it's Newton's law. People say it's God give—is it God-given talent or is it them? And it's like they believed in the faith that that's what they were supposed to do. Is they power? It's God. So it
2: was God. It's God. Ooh. It's God all day. It's it, it, it's. It can't be nothing. If there's a supreme being, Mm -hmm. everything has to go revert back to that. There can be nothing else. You can have subsidiaries. Like you can say, Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. My coach gave me such and such opportunity. Yeah, but that's by the grace of God. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You could say, oh, you know, I graduated. I got my degree. By the grace of God. Yes, sir. Like there's so many intangibles. There's so many things that got to line up. Things we can see Mm -hmm. and things that, that play the back we don't see. You right. learn later, like oh shit, work. Somebody like it's like, it's like it's like in what I do. Like I can get a movie, and like my second movie, perfect example. Mm-hmm. I get my second movie because the writer of the first movie is on set, and he sees the work that you're doing and putting in, and how good you do this job, and he give you the next job. Mm, so accurate. work we get work and but it's all by the things lining up with some of them again you see up front yeah. some of them are behind the scenes you don't even know what's happening mm-hmm. our names are being regurgitated and spit out of people's mouths yeah. when we don't even know it Mm-hmm. You be shopping in the supermarket, getting you and your wife food for the house. Somebody's over here, like yo, call Black Thor for that, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, he'll do a job and da da da. You don't even know, mm-hmm. but you something something you can't foresee is being already pushed an operation. Things got to be lined up, but all things lining up can't happen without the grace of God. God. Mm.
1: Man, you dropping bars. Man. I learned something. Thought I was interviewing. I interviewed a goat.
2: You got some knowledge. I appreciate you. Uh, this all mine. Man, listen. In closing, let me say this, same thing like people always ask, you know, what do you tell people trying to do things like new comedians, up and coming. When we talk about divine intervention and in God, you have to pay attention, especially in my business, the hardest thing to do for comedians is to listen. Mm-hmm. I know our job is talking, but if you're a comic or want to be a comic, and even, you know, being a you know a publicist or an orator, if you will, doing interviews, we can talk, right? We can set a little outline or a blueprint or whatever the case may be, but even on stage, to get the jokes to the fullest potential and the height of their funny, you have to be able to listen as much as you talk. And that's the art that goes, that's what I mean by effortless. A guy like a Tony Woods, to us it looks effortless, but in his mind, he's pausing a certain way in between punchlines to hear the crowd, how they feel about it, the laughter-wise. Because that laughter barometer will gauge you into the next thing, or not. You know, that laughter barometer may say, hey, cut that shit right here, or give them more, and that they love that, eat that up, or, you know. Switch lanes. Make a lap. You have to make your own way. You have to find your lane. Um, and unless you are a group, mm-hmm. try to move less in groups, if that makes sense mm-hmm. to you. Unless what you're doing is a group mission. Yes. Move in less groups.
1: That's why I'm here today by myself. And that get you to
2: where you gotta go. Yeah,
1: everybody can't
2: go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ooh, man. I'm gonna watch this one over and over myself. <laughs> I appreciate you.
2: <laughs> Love and respect, man. It's, it's, it is. It is. a pleasure. You know, you take your time, and everybody's time is valuable. You know yes, what sir. I mean? Don't ever let anybody make you believe that their time is valuable and yours is not. Everybody's time is valuable. You know what I mean? And that's why you know I hit you like, hey, you know what? Time's tightening up. You know, and you was like, oh, let's do it now and bump it up yeah. a little bit. Perfect. Yes, you know sir. What I mean? So I'm not rushing or anything. We're in a perfect spot, but I do that because. I'm not gonna ever be that guy Well go fuck it I just can't do it because then that guy is not valuing your time yes, sir. and the same way you value my time I gotta value your time everybody's time is precious man. you know what I mean we share the same God yes sir
1: man I like meeting share people like that God. everybody not, don't need to know that y'all listen to that yeah that, I'm learning from the best right now thank y'all for tuning in to the whatever podcast we got talented comedian.
2: It's just comedy, baby. It's like butter, baby. And hey, for the record, hey. this is just ginger ale, people. Right? Tell them.
1: And I'm drinking uh, uh, ginger ale. <laughs> same. Same. Facts.
2: And we out. Man. <laughs> that was... I
1: feel really, it, man. That's going to be Yeah, that's cool. real
2: shit,
1: though. And sometimes I get scared the uh, camera going to break. Man, this is 4K, too. Oh, yes, man. It's tight. Yeah, right. I got another computer at home. I edited it down and here was my last episode. And I interviewed Tony Woods and
2: you write all that stuff. It's my dude right there. And you got to realize he, he lost his son a couple of years ago. Aww. Young, young dude got shot and mm-hmm. killed and he's still pushing through, man. Like yeah. We did a NBA All-Star weekend, the one before uh, in Chicago before.